This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is episode 11 of season 2 of the Daily Intermission Podcast. I am joined, as always, by... Nathan Brown, Nate, how we doing, bud? Pretty good, man. Rocking the new merch. Looking, it's fitting nice. Don't know if I'm doing a good job showing that to the camera or not, but that this stuff is just feeling terrific. It does feel good. It feels good to rep your your own brand. You know, we've uh, we've worked hard with the design uh, team, and and uh, yeah, so that launch is going to be on Tuesday. Uh, that link will be posted all across our socials. So oh, yeah. we're really looking forward to it. And yeah, like you said, Nate, it fits great. Uh, some great brands that uh, that are repping the Daily Intermission logo. Yeah, very affordable too, folks. Like we're not in the business of ripping you guys off. We're we're trying to give you guys good quality stuff, and you know, just getting the brand out there. We're not uh, we're not trying to make a, a million bucks off everybody. You know? No, absolutely, like absolutely. Uh, we got a you know, great podcast ahead, Nate. We've got yep. uh, you know a lot of NHL chat, uh, the MLB Hall of Fame action, uh, the NFL weekend. Obviously, was inc- was crazy. Uh, a lot of NBA chatter. Uh, Australian Open's on, but before we get into that, my man, have you been watching Ozark? I have. Okay. I've not finished yet, but uh, I, I've got two episodes left. Um, I, you know, after after I'm finished, folks, just to let you know, there's gonna it's gonna be spoiler city probably for sure on that one. As soon as I'm no done, I think we're gonna go in depth on it, so that'll be by Sunday for sure. Do we but, know when part two of season four is named? I thought I saw it comes out in April. Okay, but I wouldn't be completely surprised if they end up doing something along the lines of like pushing it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, tease it a little bit longer. Yeah, push yeah. It on because so. it's going to be yeah the conclusion of uh, yeah. of a great series. What a show! It's been awesome. It's sick. It is, man. It really is. Um, but uh, but hey, let's get right into it, man. Yeah. Our guy, friend of the show, Drake Patherson, uh, gonna miss the foreseeable future. It sounds like six to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain uh, due to the clown show, the clown act, the bush league play by goaltender Aaron Dell on the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, you know he ended up getting the three game suspension. We talked it over the other night, and we said I don't know what three to five. Yeah, didn't think it would be much higher than that. I, I can't imagine he's a repeat offender. No, Goalies no. generally <laughs> don't get suspended. Yeah, uh, they also usually don't act like absolute barbarians and run around with like chickens with their heads cut off but uh you know three game suspension i i don't know how like do you feel that's fair i mean it's tough when a guy's missing eight weeks and he gets three games you know i mean yeah it, it's challenging i mean do you kind of line it up with when there's a suspendable play they they are out for the, for the entire for the length time. of the uh, the player's injury i mean it, you see a lot of people uh, at debate yeah yeah but i mean imagine like kucherov getting injured you know what i mean on a play and it's just like well this player is not going to be playing for the next four years yeah, I know. You know, for you sure. just sit out. So, uh, yeah, you can't do it that way. No, but uh, but it'd be interesting to see next time. I mean, that that uh, that next game between Buffalo and Ottawa is going to be circled on people's calendars. It'll oh, be yeah. interesting to see if they start Aaron Dell. Oh, they probably won't. I know. He might not even be there anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They might they might sell off again at the deadline and bring up even dustier goalies. No, absolutely. It'd be interesting to see what happens. But obviously, a terrible uh, event uh, in Ottawa, and, and you know we're, we're thinking about Drake. He's going to miss his first All Star game, like we mentioned. If uh, you haven't seen our full breakdown and a little bit more emotional emotion filled, uh, it is on YouTube. So. Go check out the YouTube page for that. Yep. Um, Nate, some some awesome news outside uh, or out of uh, Vancouver. Uh, Jimmy Rutherford, who who ended up leaving Pittsburgh last year, if, if the listeners do remember, and he is now uh, the president of hockey operations in, I, in uh, Vancouver. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and he has hired the first female assistant general manager, uh, Emily uh, Castonguay, is uh, was hired by the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Such a, a you know a gracious a trailblazer for women in, yep. in the uh, in the management role in hockey and it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, former player agent, I do believe. That's right. Uh, she had uh, a lot of French guys, uh, Lafreniere. Yep. Uh, one of the Joseph brothers. I'm not sure if it's Pierre Oliver. Yep. Um, a couple and other Matthew. guys. Got Antoine Roussel, a hell of a deal. 
Okay. Like three years, eighteen million or something foolish. Okay. Or maybe it's. A, I actually can't imagine it's that much, but still, I mean, that's a good pull for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what happens when they become assistant GMs? They're just done being agents, eh? Oh yeah. It gets pushed yep. off. Okay. Yeah, okay. For I thought sure. so. Yeah, and I think that you know you think because similarly to um, to the Montreal uh, Canadiens hiring, yeah. Uh, with is it Ken Hughes? I do believe. I believe so. Drake's um, old agent, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. he's got Bergeron, Latang, and so yeah, obviously exactly. those those individuals. So he would they would stay with that same agency? I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's like a big a betting war. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happens with the agents, like because you know that's some that's some solid cash. Yeah, you're entitled to on those contracts for so, sure. I mean, unless the um, the GM pay was a little bit higher, it seems like I would almost rather take the agent route. Especially when you, well, if you have like Latang and Bergeron, you know, it's like yeah, it, it all depends on what you're looking for in your workday and, yeah. and, and you know, what you want to take on and and uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but it's awesome for for women in hockey. I mean, you know, yep. I'm always a big believer in if you know, no, regardless of gender, regardless of skin color, if you are the best fit for the job, yep. the most qualified, you deserve the job. And, and I'm assuming that was the that was the case with uh, with Emily uh, Castonguay. And and uh, I mean, amazing for hockey, great moment. I mean, we're seeing it more and more. I mean, with referees in the American League, I mean, that's yep. going to come to the National League. Yep, Anthony yeah. Mantha's sister. That's right. AHL. That's right. Um, yeah, the NHL has made great strides recently, too. I mean, you even have a lot of, um, what is it, uh, commentators now. Yep, uh, that's right. The NHL on TNT. Cheryl Pounder. Well, Cheryl Pounder's not calling games, is she? Uh, no, well, she's an but analyst. She's, she's an analyst, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah oh, yeah, yeah, TSN crushing it, man. She did, they have so she, many female. When, when uh, Jamie McClellan was out with COVID, she did call one of the Senators games. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, yep. nice. Awesome. Yeah. for Cheryl. That's awesome. Yep. And they, they have, I, I'm mistaken on her name. I can't remember, but they've got one girl who does... Um, the NHL and TNT, I think, or ESPN. Yeah, yeah. One of the other ones. She does a lot of national games down in the states. So yeah, so we see women, you know, making, um, you know, making their mark in the in the, in the professional leagues, and it, it's great to see. I mean, we see coaching and refereeing, and, and I mean, like we said you know, prior, I mean, if, if they are qualified for the position and the best individual for the job, yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't exactly. be involved in the game. Um, Nate, our guy Keith Yandel, the Zonk King, now the longest active games played streak. All time, yeah, longest Ironman streak. Keith Yandel, man, what a guy! Man, he takes a lot of flat. What is he at? Nine hundred and sixty-seven games, something like that. Yeah, since two thousand nine, I believe. Two thousand nine. Yeah, it's a it's a hell of a run, dude. It's impressive as hell. He takes a lot of crap online. He takes a lot of crap online. Yeah, I don't do a lot of reading to it. I mean, I think he's a heck of a player. Great, great captain on the power play, or quarterback, I should say. And yeah, I mean, he's had you know an awesome career. I mean. You think about these last two seasons and how incredible it is that he hasn't missed a game with yeah. COVID. Oh, 100%, right? Insane. Yeah. Especially when Florida was just going to straight up scratch him. Yeah. What was it? The start of last season. It was like, well, man, you can't be doing that. No, and the public can't uproar. Can't do that to a guy. Yeah. Survive, he, uh, yeah he survived the, the healthy scratch. But I think Phil Kessel, he's only 30 games behind him or something, 20 games. I mean, yeah. Phil the thrill. Phil Who the knew thrill. the durability behind that guy? Uh, it's honestly impressive, you know. He gets it's hilarious. I mean, can't Yandel loses the streak. Kessel's taking it. Yeah, which is wild. But anyway, I, I, I mean, who would have thought? Not I. Mean, I. Not uh, not on the on the you know the top of your list of people who you think are durable, durable and, and available every night. Who would be the first guy that comes to mind when you think of like durability in the NHL? I, Patrice Bergeron, but he does get injured a lot. But just I mean, he does play on the edge. I mean, some a guy who, who plays a clean game. I mean. Barkov's another guy. He just seems so slick and like kind of. Yeah. But he's block. I mean, he I, misses a fair bit. Mark yeah, Stone's been out a ton this year yeah, as well. Has. I um, always think. I always kind of think of that lady being esque. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. you're saying. Type you know, it's an impressive uh, fate for Ovechkin. He's only missed, I believe, like thirty to forty games in his entire career, and he okay. plays like an absolute baboon. Yeah, <laughs> legit. Like he runs around, man. Flying he's just around, tough on the body. Like, but he has, and I think half of those are like suspensions. Yeah, I know for so, sure. Um, or All Star Game where he's not going suspensions. No, absolutely. And it, it's an odd, uh, it's an odd name of the streak, the Iron Man. Yeah, it's like almost like it'd be like you'd be given out to like the most blocked shots at the end of the year. Yeah, or yeah, something so like true. Um, but, it's not even uh, really like a real thing either. It's just like kind of a media, you know, Iron Man streak. Yeah, I, so, I think there's a tie between the Iron Man, like the like the, the length of that race, yeah, uh, and how it's so long, and how um, you know how durable your body has to be during that. Uh, but Nate, the Canadian Olympic roster was announced. Yep. Uh, some names that people will be familiar with. I yep. mean, you've got Landon Ferrar, Ray Ferrar, Eric Stahl, obviously probably the highlighted uh, Mason McTavish, uh, who was on the World Junior Team. Owen Power is going to play. Yep. Um, Devin Levi, World yep. Junior goalie from a few years ago. So um, it's going to be exciting. Like I'm going to probably tune in if I can. Yeah, for sure. I'm also pumped about Josh Hosang. 
Yep. He's an electric player, man. He's just like I don't know what's going on with him. I know he had some like behavioral issues. Like, did he, he ever go of, with the Leafs this year? Well, he was he was there, but I don't believe he played a single game. So okay. I'm not sure what the story is with him because he's super skilled. Like I remember in junior, like he was like he's a top kinda, pick, isn't he? Yeah, like I believe he went first round of the Islanders, if not second or something like that. Maybe he slipped a little more. I'm completely talking now, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he was like coming out of junior. He was like kind of. I remember at one point, like kind of like pegged as like the next one. Okay, yeah, for yeah. A bit. Like he was just disgusting, and for sure. you know it's just never really panned out for him. So that's David DeHarnay's there too. Yeah, David DeHarnay, classique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, smaller player. People yeah. will remember him on the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. So there's some there's some familiar faces uh, on that team. Uh, is Claude Julien the head coach of that team? I'm not sure. Who is the head coach of that team? I'm not sure. I can pull it up. I want to say uh, I want to say Claude Julien, but uh, but it's all good. Nate, I was watching the uh, the Capitals game the other night. Yeah. Uh, just to to move to another note uh, outside of the Olympics, and uh, and it was uh, I forget who Washington was playing, uh, but the commentators, uh, the play by play, they were talking. You know. With the jersey retirement, the Sergei Zubov's getting his jersey retired this week, and obviously Willie O'Ree last week, yep. uh, Chris Pronger uh, the week prior. Uh, would it be a nice you know, gesture to put Alex Ovechkin's number eight over the top of the circle on both ends of Washington's home arena? Okay, so okay, so it's it would just be Washington's home arena. Yeah. Oh yeah, run that. Yeah. I, I was thinking it was like league wide for a minute. I was like, that's gonna be no, that's no, gonna no, be a no. bit of a push. But, uh, yeah, no, I love it. I, the man, yeah. That's something that I wouldn't be surprised Ted Leonsis would probably pull. I mean, the number's getting retired. It's a no-brainer. Oh, no doubt. No-brainer. Him and Backstrom both. Yep. Um, but I think that would be super cool, man. For, for sure. sure. You know? I mean, it, it's kind of a cool uh, a cool way to, to remember one of your great players. And, I mean, obviously, he's probably going to be remembered as the greatest Washington Capitol of all time. Yeah. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. No so. doubt. I mean, Ted Leonsis, I remember a few years ago, he's, there was in like kind of an interview. He's like, he's undoubtedly the greatest thing that's ever happened to the franchise. Yeah. I mean, this was a struggling franchise before Ovechkin came. Them in Pittsburgh both. And yep. Crosby and Ovechkin just buzzed in the league and kind of, you know, revitalized both. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, we got to give a shout out to to Bruce Boudreau as well, yeah. uh, head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks coached his thousand game. Man, he got emotional on the bench. Uh, Ov was in the the tribute video. Uh, guys like Ryan Kessler, and they all had such great things to say about yeah. Bruce in in the shout out. Man, I think man players seem to absolutely love that guy. Oh man, for sure. I mean, I remember when he coached Washington. It was the most run and gun. Like you're an offensive player, dude. You're gonna love this dude. Yeah, we talked about it before he got hired as well. I mean, like he. Washington scored like six, seven goals a game that like one of those years when he was there. It was absolutely ridiculous. Seems to be a player's coach for, for sure. You know, whatever, whatever you want to define that as. And obviously, you've seen the rant from the twenty four seven thing, uh, the Winter Classic that was like two thousand eleven or something. But like he is just, yeah, he seems like an absolute beaut. Yeah, he does. Uh, so congratulations, congratulations, Bruce Boudreau. Um, Nate, moving out of the NHL and into the MLB, uh, some just some brief news. Obviously, it's still locked out, and we'll get some updates with that, I'm sure, momentarily or in the near future. Uh, pitchers and catchers are supposed to uh, return to camp at the end of February, so we'll yep. see uh, if they make any progress on that front. Uh, but the MLB inductions uh, were announced uh, this this week and and um, so what needs to happen is the MLB writers. I'm not sure how many people there are. Uh, they vote on these players to go in, and you need to have 75 percent of the votes. And uh, and David Ortiz got in, so congratulations yep. to David Ortiz. I mean, obviously a, a great Red Sox. He he was part of the end of the Christian Bambino. I mean, he was one of the clutchest hitters I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but it's interesting because David Ortiz. He failed the drug test, and and there was some some steroid uh, allegations there, and and which leads to Barry Bonds and um, and Roger Clemens uh, being left off uh, the uh, the ballot and won't be Hall of Famers um, in, uh, in in Cooperstown. So I mean, it's I, I I'm personally a little outraged. Like, I I think those names belong in the in the Hall of Fame, and and for me, yeah. um, you know, it's it's very disappointing. Yeah, I think I feel like Barry Bonds gets just kind of the the worst of the rap just because of the whole like where he leads home runs now. Yeah, and it's just probably like the tough look on the league. And I, I don't know, man. It's like so when was that? When did Ortiz fail the drug test? Like I don't remember this at all. I forget what year it was. It was early in the early two thousands, and I, I'm not everybody sure. was doing it then. Though. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, you got guys like Giambi and Sammy yeah. Sosa, Mark McGuire. I mean, oh, the list Giambi's goes on. Giambi's an absolute fridge. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he's a fridge. Um, I, yeah, the list goes on in the MLB in terms of guys that were doing this at the time. It was almost a part of the culture. And if yeah. you, I, I've listened to Luke Wilson at times, former NFL player, former tight end for the Seattle Seahawks, and even in today's day and age, there's things going on 
around professional leagues locker rooms that that uh, that are, you know are that are kept under under the table and and sure. uh, and certainly you know aren't protocol. Um, so I mean. You know, what do you want Cooperstown to represent? And, you know, is it going to tell a story of the history of the game? Because you're going to be leaving out two of the greats and two who, you know, players who dominated such a long era in the MLB. And, you know, say, Nate, you're bringing your kid to, to Cooperstown. Well, you're not going to be able to show them the monumental, the monument of, of you know, the greatest hitter, greatest home yeah. run hitter in the history of the, of the game. Yeah, I feel like it's something you almost got to just like move past and be like, let's enjoy this. You know what I mean? Like this guy literally has the most home runs in league history. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we obviously have the same stance on it too. It's like, I don't, I just don't think it's that big of a deal, I guess. Like I I know a lot of people would be like, Oh, he's a cheater. Like he cheated. It's like, well, I mean, a lot of guys cheated. Yeah. A lot of people cheat all the time. There's still people cheating. I mean, exactly. I don't know. I want him in. Do we just not acknowledge that they had an amazing career, or do we just yeah. just forget about them and just pretend they weren't a part of the base yeah, the MLB? It, it, I mean, these guys were the biggest draws in your league for two decades. Exactly, and it's not like Barry Bonds was terrible before he juiced and then just came, all of a sudden <clears throat> turned into an absolute freak of nature. Like yeah. it's Barry Bonds, dude. Like, I mean, you still have to have so much talent. Yes, you know, exactly. and obviously it enhances your ability. But I mean, it's not like you're gonna hit. You know, it's not like if if um, you know if, shove if a needle were, in me, I'm gonna yeah. go out there and absolutely start whacking them. Like yeah. highly unlikely, no ladies shot. and gentlemen. No, there's absolutely no shot. I mean, that's a bit of a shot at me, but <laughs> yeah. you, know. well, I, I, you put me in the exact same boat. Well, yeah, you yeah. start plugging my rear end with steroids. I'm not gonna go start smacking them. Oh, you know, I couldn't even feet. hit a home run in a softball game. Yeah, I mean, ah, uh, maybe I could get a hold of one, but I struck mean, out a few get times. Too out of hand here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're not that weak. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no man, uh, you know it, it's going to be interesting to see. You know I think there's th- there were some uh, some rumblings that they might be able to get back onto the ballot. I'm not sure you know what it, you know what's going to happen. But I, I my prediction is at some point during the next 20 25 years we see these two inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean how long can you go? Like you know what I mean? Like, what's the what's the limit on the ballot? I just is feel as if the narrative point? of our age of our of our you know as the writers age. That this narrative might change and be like these guys played such a role in the history of the MLB that we yeah. need them in in Cooperstown. Uh, Nate, moving in to the Australian Open, big tennis major going on right now. Yep. Man, it was a tough, tough, tough week for the Canadian boys, Felix and Dennis. Uh, Dennis Shapovalov played Nadal, got down two sets right away, came back, won two sets, lost in the fifth set to Rafael Nadal. Um, <clears throat> Rafael Nadal. So that I mean, what a, I mean to go five sets against you know. One of the prolific players of all time mm-hmm. uh, in tennis. I mean, uh, did you see Dennis come out after the uh, after the match? I did not. So he came out after the match, uh, and uh, he called out uh, not only Rafa, but he called out the the judge and and said that you know these top players, these highly ranked players in the world get get special treatment. Uh, he was given way too much time in between um, sets and in between um, games, and and he was just unfair. And it, it took him out of the groove, and so yeah, Dennis was very vocal and and uh, said that you know it was you know that the judge and 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 kind of the entire game was 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 kind of not fixed, but but uh, in favor of, of Rafa to win the match. So that was uh, making some rounds. And, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, put uh, Dennis Shapovalov in the light, and then Felix goes up two nothing against uh, against uh, uh, is it Med Medvedev? Uh, uh, Medvedev. 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 Uh, yeah. The number two ranked uh, Russian, and uh, and yeah, and, and he ended up losing uh, uh, three straight sets to uh, to lose. But I mean, the, the Canadian uh, tennis world is in great hands. Milos Ronic just kind of just falling off the map. Yeah, what's going on with that guy? Ever since he left Lacoste, went to New Balance. Yeah, he just kind of spiraled downhill for him. For sure. For but sure. uh, yeah, we got the semifinals are set. You got Berrettini against Nadal. Oh, that Berrettini, the Italian. He he's unreal. He's a tall guy. He's got some serious power. Serves insane. Medvedev, and then I mean, if you're gonna try and pronounce this, you're. I mean, I want to see it. Uh, Tisipas. Tisipa. Tisipa. Yeah, it would be pa. Yeah, the Greek. Um. Yeah, I'm not certain how to pronounce that, but. But I'm hoping we'll for a Medvedev Nadal final. Yeah, I think that that An would be good hater. for sure. And Nadal, obviously, now with no Djokovic and no Roger Federer after Roger's surgery, um, uh, Rafa could be the the all time great. Uh, the, the surpassed twenty major wins as they're all tied at twenty. So uh, with uh, so he could be the the most winning major champion in uh, men's tennis history. All right, Nate, it's time to break down what we just witnessed on Sunday in the NFL. Oh, let's get into it. It was. Oh, man, it was wild. First, you got Tom Brady down and what seemed to be out. Down 27-3. Yeah, and I mean, 
what was it, 30-27 final? I mean, okay, so let's get into this. So it's 27-3, and if anybody watching that game thought it was over, <laughs> forget about it. There was no one on the planet Earth that said this was going to be no, a blowout. No, no, no. So, but the thing is, is that it's 27-3. The Bucs go down and score. It's, it's, uh, it's 27-10. The, they go three and out, punt the ball. The Bucks get the ball back, get a first down. They're on their 30, 35. And Vaughn Miller comes off the edge and strip sacks Tom Brady. The game's, it's over now. Yeah. <laughs> you most would reckon. The next play, the center snaps the ball over Matt Stafford's head to half, and the Bucks recover it. So in that exchange of hands, it took like a minute, and the and the, the Bucks advanced the ball to half. Anyway, they go on and tie the game. They left a little bit too much clock for Matt Stafford as he hit Cooper Cup deep. Uh, and uh, and ended up closing out the game, but that was electric. But man, that so the Rams are moving on to take on the 49ers. Yeah. But that Sunday nighter was the best football game I've ever watched. I can't remember one. I mean, obviously the Pats comeback game yeah. in the Super Bowl was amazing. But this one, like Matt Ryan stunk in the second half of that game, and like the quality of quarterback play that we witnessed on Sunday night was the best I've ever seen. And I think it's, I mean, these two guys are going to meet up every single year in the playoffs. You'd have to reckon now, eh? It's going to be ridiculous. But that fourth quarter, you want to talk about emotions for me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. As we all are probably aware, ladies and gentlemen at home, (laughs) Nathan went a little bit out on a limb and he threw it on the OT. Ding, ding, ding. That's a winner. Spoiler alert. Got it. Um, Anyway, I at one point thought, well, I'm going to tell you at the point when I thought there was absolutely no shot, and that's with 13 seconds left on the clock. Absolutely. 13 seconds left. What were they on, the 25, KC? Yep. yep. They're on the 25, and I'm like, all right, you know, what are the odds? What yeah. are the odds? What would you say the odds are there? I mean, very slim that they go down and kick a field goal. Very slim. Very slim. Against the number one ranked defense in the NFL. That Right? So, anyway, that ended up happening. So, that's my fourth of the year. Yeah, so I Four. mean, Nate was cashing OTs all year long, so you're going to have to tail Nate and figure out who he's on in the OT games next NFL season. Well, not even not even yet. I mean, we still got the, yes, that's we correct. Still got the, the championship games coming. I'm ready to rock. We'll post Instagram stories for these next. I mean, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna predict the, the Super Bowl to go to OT. Well, um, undoubtedly, I'm yeah. also all over. As if anyone's following still along from last year's bets, uh, <laughs> it'll be yellow Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> so we're um, on the yellow Gatorade as well. Um, but Nate, I do want to go into uh, the Buffalo Bills. Here. Yeah. So so obviously, yeah, they're up by um, they're up by three. Um, and they choose, so uh, you can choose to kick it through the end zone. That brings them out to the 25, which they did. Or you can squib kick it. So a squib kick uh, would be uh, put it on the ground so it would kind of bounce to the to the uh, returner. You can't take a knee, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the clock would start running. Um, so they, they opted not to do that. And, and so that was, you know, kind of, you know, getting some, some uproar from, from Bill's fans and from football fans across the nation. But the biggest issue here was with 13 seconds left, Defense was playing prevent, and they just allowed Travis Kelsey and I think it was McCall Hardman just to run kind of past. They left uh, Tyreek Hill open uh, just for a quick, quick shot. Runs for 20 yards. Then they find Kelsey in a soft spot. I mean, the defense was just playing too soft. You got to have. I think you got to play hard man and then have some some umbrella over the top. Uh, and then a lot of uproar made about the OT rules in the NFL. Yeah, and you know, I, I found this is like kind of weird because what was it that ended up happening? So the Chiefs proposed the rule change in 2019. Yeah, they after wanted it switched that both teams get a shot with the ball. Yes, because Which, the Patriots came back, yes. won the toss, and obviously Tom Brady marched down and beat them. Now, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. Like, obviously, this has been the rule for as long as I remember. Yep. You know, so it's like, I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. You get the touchdown, it's kind of like that sudden death. It's it's about as sudden death as you can get, mindful of the field goal, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I mean, I don't hate it, but at the same time, from like a marketing standpoint, I don't think it's a terrible thing in overtime if you have Mahomes, sorry, Jackson Mahomes' brother, yeah. and Josh Allen both getting a shot with the ball. I think okay. it would be more exciting, you know what I mean? For like sure. they both get a shot, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like Buffalo didn't have a chance to close this game out. Well, don't go to overtime is, is, the, exactly, is, the, right? is the underlying narrative. But, don't, I mean, I appreciate that you guys did. Yeah, no, It's exactly. very nice, but. Uh, just don't. Yes, that's right. But don't don't go to overtime. Make it stop with 13 seconds left. Exactly. Like, dude, you had it. Like, yeah. you had 13 seconds. Obviously, Mahomes, like, did you see that? You you must have seen it, too, when, uh, what was it, Travis Kelsey said he was not going to, uh, he's like, I wasn't running the route. What, did you see that? Oh, with, with 13 seconds left? Yeah, yeah. He's okay. like, I wasn't going to run the route. And then Mahomes is like, 
Kelsey. He's like, just do it. Yeah. Do it. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And yeah. he runs it and then it worked out. He was going to just go go to the open area. Wow. That's what he said. So um, it's a cool mic'd up thing if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, Nate, I mean, so I was listening to Chris Long, uh, former yeah. DN for the uh, for the St. Louis Rams and, and the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but Chris Long was saying, can you imagine having both defenses and both offenses on the field starting at the 45, first one to score, going back and forth? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of cool ways they could do it. You could be very unique with it, for you sure. You could, for sure. I think there could be more exciting ways to do it. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm not sure the exact approach to change it. I mean, it's it's a tough thing to it's a tough thing to change. Just where it's like you know you completely change. Like even when the NHL changed their overtime from four on four to three on three, it was yeah, like yeah, it's a big change. So and in college they do the shootout. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't think they're going to change it. I think it's just like the Bills stop them, or if you go to overtime, stop them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, like yeah, um, so, but. But just some other news outside of the NFL, Nate. So obviously this weekend it's going to be uh, San Francisco going into SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams. And then we've got the Cincinnati Bengals going into Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Chiefs. So I think it's going to be Chiefs-Rams. I don't know where you stand, Nate. Um, I, I mean, I think it's going to be Chiefs-Rams as well. I yeah. don't see the 49ers beating the Rams. No, I don't either. And it's going to be an absolute juggernaut Super Bowl. It's going to be a good one, man. 100%. Like, it's going to be awesome. 100%. Um, I'm, we're going to be all over the Rams. I don't really want to see Jackson Mahomes' brother. I guess before we move out of that, Nate, did you see the uproar uh, coming out of Kansas City uh, with uh, with Jackson Mahomes and, uh, and Jackson Mahomes' brother's wife? Uh, something about champagne, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so they were celebrating in the suites uh, at Arrowhead, and and, uh, and and Jackson Mahomes' brother's wife started shaking the bottle of champagne, and she started dumping it all over the Chiefs fans that were below her out of the box. And the issue is, is probably a lot of people would be, you know, pretty celebratory in that instance and, and not really mind it, but it's like... It was like 20 degrees Fahrenheit. It's like freezing in yeah, that stadium. Yeah. And they're getting dumped champagne on. Anyway, she gets ripped apart online. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's never a fun situation when you kind of unexpectedly get wet. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. So it's like, okay, lady, can we just maybe tone it down? And it's just like there. getting a drink dumped on you. It's like, well, exactly. well thank you. Um, yeah. But uh, but Nate, Sean Payton, uh, longtime coach of the uh, New Orleans Saints. I Don't quote me for this, but I'm something uh, along the lines of 159 and 82 in his career in the NFL. Obviously, a Super Bowl winner with Drew Brees. Um, he's resigned from the New Orleans Saints. And, and Nate, my narrative around this, I mentioned to you earlier in the week, is do you think coaches league-wide watched this duo of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go back and forth, these offenses go to town, and say, man, we're not even close to being on this level. Well, I mean, you got to figure, but I feel like there's some negligence involved too. Like I feel like a lot of people are kind of like look at their team and they're like, you know what? We're not that far off when in realistic they are, but I'm sure there's got to be some guys who be like, man, we have no quarterback that's anywhere remotely close to either of these guys. Yeah. We've got zero defense compared to this. Like you look at a team like the Jaguars, for instance, I mean, like Trevor Lawrence could be something in a few years for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's a long way to get to, like that caliber of a squad, man. It's hard to assemble. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. And, and I mean, the Saints, they needed a win and a San Francisco 49ers loss to lose the playoffs. But I think he looked, I mean, his, his quarterback play is going to be uh, not great for a long time. And it was, it was, it's interesting. He didn't retire. He resigned. So I might, I, I could foresee Sean Payton kind of pulling the Jimmy Rutherford and stepping away and then yeah. popping back into maybe the Dallas Cowboys uh, uh. position. Uh, somewhere along those lines. But it's interesting. And, uh, and Nate, Antonio Brown back in the news. He tweeted yeah. out a photo this week of him in a Baltimore Ravens jersey. So pretty much dictating where he's going to be playing. It'd be interesting to see if the Baltimore Ravens bite and give Lamar Jackson the old Antonio Brown weapon. Yeah, I feel like this would be just kind of a weird situation. I mean, like if you're going to go play for Tom Brady and that's not going to work out for you, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how Lamar, like, I just don't see why you bother. You know what I mean? No, for sure. But... I also just uh, just to move off that quick. I just thought of a really random kind of cool fact about yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so last year was the first year that a team played at home. Yeah. And if the Rams make it, be back it's going to be the second time, and it's going to be back to back. Yeah, for just sure. kind of wild. No, absolutely. What an advantage that would be, man. Oh, definitely. I mean, can you imagine already how many highlight A one celebrities oh. are going to be at that game? It's going to actually be wild. It's going to be especially when you just look at the cast of the Super Bowl halftime show that we we <laughs> talked over the other day. Like this yeah. is going to be an absolute. Yeah. I wonder what the net worth of that building is going to be on that day. Um, 
It's, oh. it's going to be outrageous. And, I mean, the cameras are going to be panning all over the place, oh too. Goodness, yeah. It's going to be such an incredible event. We're super excited for that. And, you know, we're not going to uh, you know hype it up, but we're going to have an amazing guest on uh, to hype up the Super Bowl and the preview of the Super Bowl. So we're really yep. excited about that. Uh, I guess this is a good time to bring it up, too, Nate. We've got uh, uh, coming uh, for Monday's episode, we've got Greg Pike. Former Georgia Bulldog, uh, dressed for the Bills and the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll be joined by uh, former Georgia Bulldog offensive lineman uh, Greg Pike. Bound to be an absolute hater. It's going to be an absolute hater, is right, Nate. So we're really excited for that uh, for for Monday's episode. Uh, Nate, moving into the NBA, I got to give a shout out to my guys. He's the fire wagon of the week for me. My guy Jason Tatum putting up 50, 51 points the other night. They absolutely blew out the Sacramento Kings, like 121 to 75 the other night. Uh, the Celtics caught no man's land like we'd like to talk about, but I decided to give Jason Tatum a little shout-out. No, like you got to give the, give, the, give the squad a little bit of a shout-out once in a while. You know, I'm trying it with my Wizards, and it's just... Yeah, ain't really working to the same effect. No, for Nobody's sure. Nobody's really dropping 50. I'm <laughs> not putting on Kyle Kuzma to just throw up some buckets, but, you know, no, I respect it. No, absolutely. Out of, out of Jason. So keep it up, my guy, Jason Tatum. Uh, Nate, today they're going to be announcing, so yesterday they're going to be announcing the NBA starters. I mean, it's got to be the easiest league to oh. just say, all right, it's going to be these five guys. And LeBron, these five guys. Nap, yeah, exactly. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Durant, yeah. Uh, Curry. Yeah, I mean, you could, you name them. Uh, you, yeah, you know, it's a done deal. And, and they'll be on there. So, yeah, they're going to name the starters. Uh, I did want to bring up the Rising Stars game, Nate, that they're going to have on the All-Star weekend in about a month's time. So they're going to have 12 second-year players, 12 rookies, and four G League stars and okay. have like a mini tournament. Okay, I, I like it. This, so this is obviously new. Oh, yeah. The G League, I was going to say the G League has certainly not been involved prior. No, no, no. Um, but I kind of like it, man. You know what? It builds a little bit of hype around the G League. You probably like build your marketing a little bit there because I'm not sure what the – I wonder how many people watch the G League like oh, geez. consistently. Like, yeah. It, it can't be. I don't even know how to. Well, I mean, what do you go to gleague.com and like was the D League? Yeah, it used to be. Like, what's next? The well, well, E League? Yeah, you got to keep going Enterprise down. Enterprise you got to keep, yeah, yeah, keep right. flying down the yeah, other side. That's right. Let's yeah. do the damn uh, the coronavirus variants. Yeah, the, welcome yeah. to the T League. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a cool thing. Yeah, those Young Star games are always so cool, too. I you like know, how they. To, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, go. I just like how they uh, they showcase more than just the rookies. They showcase the sophomores as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, guys that are still up and coming, and and uh, yeah, so that's going to be really exciting. I mean, I think that some other of the le- some other leagues have to take a page out of that uh, that book. And and do the NHL All games? Do they bring in their rookies and sophomores for an event? They used to do it, but yeah. they just kind of scrapped it. I, I think it was kind of hard to. Like assemble be, an entire team of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not, like, like it'd be fun to see you know Cider and Raymond and Zegris and all sure. of these guys on display. Um, but yeah, I mean, how many of them could you get? I mean, if you add in the sophomores, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you can it'd get. It'd be kind of like the under twenty three team they did for the World that's Cup right. a few that's years right. ago. That's so. right. Um, Something like that, and obviously that's always exciting. That people get so excited about young stars in any yeah, sport, so it's absolutely. like you may as well make a make a display of the it. The future of your league, you know, exactly. you want to sell these guys early. Yep. So, um, Nate, I did want to mention. Uh, yesterday was the two year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. So obviously, you know, still, um, you know, it just was such a shocking piece oh. of news. I mean, I still remember the day Me when too. it happened, where I was, and I still I couldn't. I didn't I, believe. I didn't believe it either. Yeah. I saw like the news breaking. I think I saw it on Instagram initially, and I was like, "What? Yeah. Like no shot." Yeah, I know exactly. And obviously, super sad news. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, and so they've got a nice memorial uh, built, a statue. It's actually at the crash site. So, in, in my opinion, they should find a more uh, a more relevant place for that statue. I don't. I don't like the idea. It's kind of eerie to me. That is kind of eerie. Um, so I think they should find you know a better place in Los Angeles to put that statue. Uh, but uh, but oh. was interesting, Nate, is yesterday uh, the Lakers were twenty four and twenty four, and they were in eighth place in the Western Conference. I forget the number narratives that have happened around Kobe Bryant, but Kobe's looking down on the Lakers, man. Yeah, well, I know we talked about it before, and we could, none really came to mind. But I feel like I've seen so many. But I know there's one with like the eighty one point game, like whether it was the date or something of yeah, that. That's right. It might have been like. Uh, like the eight, so you had the 81 points, and then it was like maybe the 81 to like the, something else. The numbers equal though to be 24 as well, like with the rebounds and the assists, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. But yeah, there's always some some wild numbers on that, and it, and you got to figure there's something outerworldly kind of going on. No, absolutely. You know? I mean, it's still for me. It's what a you know. I, I haven't been a you know a a diehard basketball fan, but I've certainly thrown you know clumps of garbage and said Colby at the well, trash cans yeah, growing up. Thing, but right? He had such a massive impact 
on the game of basketball and and uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, you know what a tremendous career Colby had and then we're definitely thinking about Colby and his family, you know, during the 2-year anniversary, you know, of his passing. It's a pit in my stomach thinking about it, man. Yeah, man. But. It's sad. Uh, but uh, we're going to move into the PGA Tour. Yeah. Uh, they're in California, San Diego, California this week at Torrey Pines, like we mentioned the last episode. Yep. Um, man, I mean, the star-studded field. Uh, I was watching uh, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, and Bryson DeChambeau, and it's just – it never it, you know ceases to amaze me how how comedic and how unique Bryson DeChambeau goes at a golf course. I mean, oh, it is all over the map. It's got to be one of the more entertaining things you can see because you know <laughs> as soon as he walks up to any hole, minus a par three, because he'll hit his f- like 60-degree wedge 195 yards. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that might even be selling him short. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact numbers and the distance on the guy, but holy smokes, dude. But it's so funny, as you brought up, like even I remember one time we were watching in your basement. It was just like, it's like, holy smokes, he's going for it. And it's just like, he absolutely nukes the thing. And then it's just yep. like, he's in some ferns. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, all right, what's he going to do now? And then the next thing you know, he's he's swinging his guts out, ripping half of like a wilderness camp out. And the ball's going and you're like, holy smokes. It's inter- entertaining to say the least. Like the level, the level that he does not care Yep. It almost feels like, you know what I mean? Like he's like out there. He's like, I'm just whacking it and I'm going. He's just fully committed to hitting it as far as humanly yes. possible and then just figuring out what that leads them. But I know. statistically, he's an amazing putter on tour. His I, short yeah. game's awesome. Like, the thing is, like, it, it, Nate it says, like, yeah, he'll blow it into a fern, but he'll get in that fern and hit it to 10 feet. It's That's like, what I'm what saying. It's that? like, I, I try to picture myself during one of the one hole challenge. If you're not following on Instagram, go follow on Instagram. That's right. um, but uh, I try to picture myself in, like, one of those, like, dude, I get stuck behind a tree and I'm like, jeez, like, yeah, I don't, I'm not go. getting up over that. Like, any root, I'll hit a root, I'll snap my wrist, you know what I mean? Like, the guy absolutely hums at it, man. It's 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 wild. It is it is impressive. And you see him for the practice swings, too, when he's on the range before the rounds, and it's always just the same thing. Him just absolutely ready to throw his back out on the range. It's like, holy dude, save a couple. I know. Save I know. a couple for the round, Bryson. Yeah, it is lunatic style. And uh, <laughs> another interesting, uh, you know, point to bring up, Nate, about yesterday's round is, you know, I'm watching the round, and... I see this blonde individual rolling around, and I zoom in, and it's Brooks Kapka going full Slim Shady on I, us. I swore I thought it was Eminem. Yeah. I thought he was maybe out there in San Diego getting ready for the um, getting ready for the halftime show. But I saw the the clip of him like dying it too. Like, do you, what is the story behind that? He's just doing it for just for gigs. I, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't really know, you know, the reasoning behind dyeing your hair blonde, but got a little, got a little attention. You know, maybe it's that for that extra, uh, that extra money the PJ Tour is dishing out for all of the uh, that social stickiness that you have. But yeah, yeah I mean, Brooks Kepka going with the new look. Uh, I don't think he's playing great, but uh, but leader after you know at the beginning of the podcast was uh, world number one John Rom. Yep. And you want to hear this narrative, Nate? Sure. So I, I wasn't aware of this narrative and. You know, I might have taken him in the one and done if, if oh. I did know the narrative. But John Rahm won the U.S. Open at this golf course last year. Okay. But not only did he win the golf, uh, the U.S. Open at this golf course, the year prior, he proposed to his wife on the cliffs of that golf course. Yeah. I He's mean, the best player in the world. Yeah. I week mean, after week. I am going to say I have him on the best bets, right? On the Instagram. Uh, I think, yes, you do. Yes, I do. Yes, I did do. not take him on the one to done. You got to save him, though. Well, that's what I think, yeah. right? Like, I went through and He's I was like, a major. Yeah. You have to you, think. You know what I mean? And that's another guy. I mean, I, uh, as we were just talking about Kepka, that's another guy I'm nailing in a major, too. You know what I mean? He's yeah. lights. Oh, it's so it's like, I'm not taking him during the, what is it, the farmer's insurance? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm not taking John Rahm in the farmer's insurance. No, I, don't I, I'm riding Daniel Berger. He was yeah. minus five. Uh, after yesterday, I think he's minus seven right now. So I'm feeling pretty good about Daniel Berger. Who'd you take, Nate? I took Scotty Sheffy. Oh, and he was in the... Uh... No, he's he's doing all right. He okay. was two under through day one. Okay, and he um, played the south course yesterday, which is the harder of the two. They played the yeah. south course uh, for the uh, for Saturday and Sunday. But, uh, but yeah, so he might be going low on the north course today. Yeah, that, that's a guy I took. I mean, he's world-ranked 15. Oh, he's and awesome. I'll, and I'll be... Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I just went into it, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Greg. I was straight up scared Okay. going in to make my pick. Because okay. I was like, I don't want to burn somebody. I'm scared yeah. to make too big of a splash. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I thought about sprinkling JT. Yeah, yeah. I did. I really did. No one touched him, man. He's obviously being saved up. But he's not a guy I'm going to grab at a major for, uh, Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm Just not for me. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of people that will. It's just like I haven't had great, great luck History. picking him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's just so like he's a guy I'm not going to really. For sure. Like I'm not touching him. Like my major guys are probably going to be 
I mean, I'll just give it out. I mean, yeah. anybody trailing my picks. Who you taking at the Masters? Out. Masters, Sung JM. But uh, are that's you? Like, no, oh, I might. I might take Rom at uh, the Masters. Yeah, I might take yeah. Rom at the Masters. Okay. I mean, DJ too. That's another guy I'm going to save for something. Yep. DJ Rom, uh, Kepka for sure. Yep. And then I don't know. I might. Oh, I can't sprinkle him on a mat on a major. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to start I'm to taking, map out my I, events. And I, look I, ahead. I know that's what yeah. that's what I'm trying trying to start. I'm doing. taking Rory at the Masters. I'm taking M at the waste management. Okay, that's in a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Have you seen that guy shotgun beers? No. He, well, you can't. I, yeah, you can't. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. Not no, actually going to take him for that. I'm going to have to map it out because yeah, I mean, like you said, Nate, there's so many good players, and you got to use them all through the through the year. But uh, a guy like Patrick Cantlay too. I mean, he yep. played well towards the end of the last year. Xander Shoffley's poised to win a major. There's so many guys to pick. You got Colin Morikawa, who's been sniffing around majors, got two in the last couple of years. Yep. Uh, I mean, Rory looking for the career Grand Slam hasn't yeah, won in a while. Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Speed, man. Yeah. Like, geez. I, I gotta start picking some big guns for this stuff. I'm absolutely floating. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, so Corey Connors too. last week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then I re-sprinkle them on the golf best bets. Anyone follow right. on Instagram seeing his like, this guy's round one. heads in a blender, dude. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing? But um, uh, yeah, Nate, you want to bring up our segment today? It's going to be electric. Yeah, let's absolutely do it. All right, Nate. Well, this week's segment, we've got some fans calling in. Some sh- questions for the show, some yeah. live phone calls. Yeah, I mean, this is a new segment for us for sure. Uh, I mean, here's hoping somebody calls. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. But while we're waiting, I mean... And it looks like our first call. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first caller. Welcome to the Daily Animation Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm glad you made it through as well. I mean, uh, can you can you tell us your name and where you're calling from today? Hey, this is Megan calling from Los Angeles. Megan, all right. Welcome to the Daily Intermission Show. Listen, we're taking calls from the audience, so do you have any questions for us? All right, okay. Long time listener, first time caller. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure you guys are Canadian, um, and we know the Winter Olympics are coming up, and I want to hear your thoughts on curling. Funny you bring that up. We just talked, we were just kind of going back and forth about curling. We were. We were. Um, well, Megan, yeah, and like Nate said, it is uh, it is a good segue because in the little pre-chatter while we were waiting for some phone calls, we did bring up curling. I mean, it's not our forte and, and not our you know kind of main focus here on the podcast, but it, it certainly it certainly has a huge fan base. Uh, I'm not sure who Canada is sending, but I'll be I'll be tuning in when it's on TV. I know when the Briars is on, um, uh, we, you know we watch it, but uh, it, it's it's a slower paced sport. But there's definitely some strategy. I think it'd be similar to golf in the sense where it takes a lot of skill. Um, hand-eye coordination and, and it's certainly you know a fun sport to watch but do you have any opinion on curling pants because i know norway normally wears those coordinated curling pants um i have not seen them personally megan but um i'm gonna have to check those out because they sat so so what are what are we talking here for these coordinated pants what are they looking like are they do they go a little I mean, crazy i with know them? they were they, they, I know they looked a little bit like like crazy Scottish plaid golfing pants for a while. Okay. I don't know what they've looked like recently. I'm not sure if they're still wearing them, but I remember, you know, a while back thinking those look amazing. Okay, a little argyle print, a yeah. little bit of flair at the bottom. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm going to come out and say this. I mean, you've got to make yourself look unique on the playing field. You got to stand out, and I, you know, I'm a supporter of that type of uh, of that type of stuff. All right. Okay, we can celebrate fashion even if we even if we don't know the rules of the game. What was that? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. We can celebrate fashion even if we don't know the rules of the game. Oh, I don't understand the rules of curling either. Oh, absolutely. Well, the only the real the real only really thing I know about it is it looks incredibly difficult. How sometimes they just wedge those things in between each other and just, I mean, that could have come off it oddly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be you got to be color coordinated. That's for sure. So. The amount of finesse that it well, would take to listen, Megan. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you can call in sometime soon. And uh, and I, I know the weather's a lot better down there in Los Angeles. You take care, okay? Thank you so much. Thanks, Megan. Is that kind of? I think so. We've got a second call. Well, we've got a second call here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here we go. Getting everything set here, and we have our second caller of the day. Welcome to the Daily Intermission Podcast. Who are we talking to? 
Hi there. Long-time listener, um, Anne Nicole, and I'm calling from Denver. Denver, okay. How's the weather there today? Oh, you know, cold. Probably not as cold as it is here. You got any questions for us, Anna Nicole? <laughs> um, yeah, I do have a question. I'm just curious what you guys think about Brooks Kepka's new hairdo. Ah, good question. We brought it up on the podcast today, Anna Nicole. Well, yeah, it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a trending hairstyle on the on the TikTok platform and the uh, the new age media, but kind of a slim shady look. I'm a fan. Uh, we talked about it with the last caller about uh, in the individual sports, kind of you know, being as flashy and as standout as possible. But you know, I'm a fan. If it's a short term thing, if it's a long term thing, I don't know. But you know, if you go through a little blonde phase, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, I don't hate it. You like it in the court? quick follow up? Yes. I do. I'm a fan. I think it's fun. I think it's playful. You know, I also feel like the game of golf has gotten a lot more playful. So that's intriguing. Um, follow up question, though. Who do you think's next to go blonde and follow the Brooks Kepka train? Okay. Do you think Bryson could pull that? I mean, he's kind something? of like a dirty blonde already. Yeah, that's right. I mean, who's got. I mean, I guess I'll flip the question here, and Nicole, and I mean, I'll, I'll say. I would love to see Phil Mickelson bring out the long, luscious brown hair dyed bleach blonde. I could see that. I could see him doing that. I mean, what a look that would be. Has he not done it before? What's that? He's done it before, has he not? Ooh. Phil? I mean, that's that could be breaking news, and that could be a photo that we pop up <laughs> for the listeners right now if we can dig that up. But uh, but no, no, we really appreciate totally. you phoning in, uh, Anna Nicole, and and hopefully uh, you know we can catch up with you in later episodes. But uh, take care in Denver, Colorado. Stay warm, and we will uh, we will catch up soon. Awesome, thank you guys. Thanks, Anna Nicole. There you go, Nate. Caller number two. Number two. They're rolling in. I mean, it's news to me that the female population even listened to the show. News to me. We had that many fans in California and or Denver. Yeah, well. So I mean, here we go, folks. An eclectic mix here uh, of individuals phoning in. So uh, so we'll see if we can get another phone call. Well, Nate, it looks like we've got caller number three. Welcome to the Daily Inter- the Daily Intermission <laughs> Podcast. I do apologize. Who do we have here and where are you from? Oh, uh, this is Rick calling from Maryland. We do uh we do crabs and football, but I'm here to talk about lacrosse. How are you guys doing today? Listen now, we're we're doing really good today. Doing pretty good, Rick. Uh how's the weather in Maryland oh, treating you? Oh man, I'm freezing my balls off, but I'm loving it. How are you guys doing up there? Where are you guys from? You guys are in Canada, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we are. It's uh, it's not not great weather here either. It's the frozen tundra these times uh, this time of year, uh, Rick. Uh, so, do you have any sports questions for us? Yeah, what kind of lacrosse are you looking to yeah, talk I, about? So, you know, being I, you know, I'm a, I'm a former Division One athlete. You know, I, I try to keep my stick in my hand. I I I'm coaching, coaching at this point, but you know, yeah, I, I I I'm curious about you guys' opinions on the the difference between hockey and lacrosse. You know, I I know. That the indoor lacrosse league, the NLL, is getting bigger up in here in the states and also in Canada. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that? You know, in relation to hockey, is any any opinions? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it might be getting a lot more popular just due to the fact. I mean, it's pr- it's a pretty physical sport, and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with like if I you know I've always enjoyed a good box lacrosse game. I mean, it's physical as can be out there. Some of the stick work that gets on the legs, I don't know. Like, there's just no penalties, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean there's that. Uh, I'm with it. I I'm gonna agree with Nate. I, I'm a fan of watching. Uh, you know, I reflect to uh, kind of the the early 2000s, mid 2000s uh, through our middle school and high school. It used to be nationally televised. Uh, yeah. I think it was uh, Sportsnet. Uh, they had the contract for the Toronto Rock, and uh, I think it was Colin Doyle. I think the name was. Uh, uh, he was just such a stud for the That's Toronto Rock, and uh, and they used to always be on TV. I used to tune in, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. I love the physicality of the sport. I think a lot of Canadians are drawn to it. Uh, it's big in uh, in some of the provinces, yeah, I mean, and we've got a uh, we've got a team here in Halifax, the Halifax Thunderbirds, that compete in the NLL. I'm a big fan, yeah, and I, I'm a full supporter of growing that game, and and uh, and and for you know for you know from the grassroots level and on, you know, for it to be you know have more of an impact in the professional sports world. I appreciate you guys' opinion. I know I think sports in general are getting pretty soft, you know. So I think we need more physicality overall and everything. 
Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Well, listen, Rick, we appreciate you phoning in, and you have yourself a fantastic day. I love it, boys. Cheers. I'll talk to you. We have caller number four calling in the Daily Intermission Podcast. Who are we talking to and where are you from? Uh, Sorry, sir. We had a uh, little bit of a miscommunication there. Sorry, who is it and where are you from again? (laughs) Ethan from West Virginia. How are you guys doing? Uh, We're doing well today. Uh, How are you doing? What's everything? How's the weather down there in West Virginia? Uh, Pretty good. Just uh, just normal, no snow like uh, like you guys. So I got a uh, got a question for you. Yeah, fire away. It's actually for Nate. Okay, Nate specifically. Nate, yeah. If you could be any athlete currently playing, or even let's say past athlete, any sport, who would it be and why? I tell you, Ethan, that is a great question. Any athlete. I would probably go. Rob, I'd probably go Rob Gronkowski. He uh, lives a rock okay. star life. Uh, he's. Uh, I just like his personality in the media. I feel like that's something I would want to do if I was in that kind of like realm. So I think I'd go with Gronk. Plus, you did, like. I mean, you make a ton of money, and he's just an absolute beauty, and that's what I would strive to be as a professional athlete. So I'm going to go with Gronk. All right, there you go, Greg. What about you? Uh, for me, it's a guy, you know, I probably would have made some some different decisions, but it's Tiger Woods. I mean, gifted with the best golf game of all time. Uh, you know, just has been the face of a sport for his entire life, and, and uh, I've just looked up to him, his golf game anyway, uh, for a long, long time. But uh, that's a great question, Ethan. Do you have anything else for us? Uh, no, just a long-time listener, big fan, uh, first-time caller. Hopefully I can make it back on Listen, absolutely. Well, uh, listen, we'll be doing some call-ins in later episodes. So, listen, take care in West Virginia, and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, sounds good. And we've got caller number five calling into the Daily Intermission Podcast. How you doing today? Where are you from, and what's your name? What's going on? This is Cal from Boston. Cal from Boston. How are you? I got a, good, good. I got a question for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 20, 2022 Super Bowl halftime shows got Dr. Dre, Eminem, Dog, a bunch of you know A list talent. But I want to know what your guys, you know, dream halftime show for the Super Bowl would be. Oh, good question. Um, I, I mean, I think I'll start things off here, Nate. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Eminem, so that's certainly, you know, checking one of the boxes for me. But my all-time favorite kind of rap artist and hip-hop artist is Drake. I think Lil Wayne and Drake would put on uh, quite a show at the halftime of the Super Bowl. So I'll go with Lil Wayne and Drake, uh, Cal. Uh, I, I hope, hey, listen, if that happens, I hope Lil Wayne brings out his EP costume from a few years ago. Because that was a big hit where I'm from. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Greg kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I'm a big Little Wayne guy myself, but I'm also a big Matchbox Twenty fan. I don't know how much how much that would hit over the uh, for the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show, but I would love to see a little live Matchbox Twenty out there. So I'm going to go with them. Awesome, big fan. Thanks, guys. Hey, listen, you have yourself a good day. Thanks for calling in, Cal. <laughs> 